You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Code of conduct. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. Yeah. My castle won't crumble. Nah. What I tackle will fumble. Yeah. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Nah. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Yeah. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. You I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? What? Well, Goliath fell. Even yeah. if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct of the King podcast. I am your host, Jason Christian King, and I am so happy, so excited to be back with you guys. Last week, I was out in Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and I had the time of my life. <laughs> I had to, First of all, let me just say, I'm not joking when I say that. I know I kind of laughed it off. I had the time of my life. Uh, the Nelly concert was awesome. I posted some clips. I don't know if everybody saw that, but the actual game itself was entertaining. Um, some good, good plays, both defensively, offensively. Um, a lot of people that caught my eye. A lot of guys on offense. A couple offensive linemen that I that I love. That I love. Uh, a couple safeties that caught my eye. I got to do some more research on before I really want to jump out and say that these guys are my draft crush for the Buffalo Bills. But all in all. Had a great time last week. Um, the hospitality down south is not something to be taken lightly. When you hear Southern hospitality, they are being honest about that. Because I'm going to tell you what, everywhere you went, it was nothing but smiles, nothing but good conversation. Uh, the hotel, everybody at the hotel was there. Just everybody had a good time down there. And I got a good chance to catch up with some of my SB Nation people. Uh, got a chance to catch up with Antoine Staley, who does the chop up with us. Just a great time overall. Just a great week. Um, but now we're back. Now we're back, and now it's Super Bowl week. We just got done with the Pro Bowl. Let me let me ask y'all this: Do y'all? I'm gonna ask Naheem in a bit. But how do y'all feel about the Pro Bowl? I, I, like I feel like it's split. Before the game, before I watch the clips and stuff of of the flag football game, I, I'm like, man, this is crazy. This isn't gonna be, you know, this this is this is gonna be lame. Josh Jacobs came out and he said that you know to him this game is shit or the the, the new uh format is just not good you know we had uh quite a few people talk about what they like or don't like uh my, my viewpoint of it is 
for me, if if the players enjoy it, if the players like it, I can get with it. But but for me also, if I'm being honest with you, dodgeball, all that stuff ain't fun. I I want to. I miss the days where they had the the throwing competition with the the quarterbacks. I miss. Um, you know, they used to have big guys. Sarah was talking about Sarah Larson was talking about this. They used to have big guys pulling the trucks with the with it strapped onto them, and um, it, just different things that I would still like to see. That's competitive, where guys don't have to put their bodies out there, but at the same time, it's something that the fans will want to watch. We'll see. I don't know. I just let me let me know your your thoughts in the comments and stuff. I just. Uh, like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan, but it's Super Bowl week out here in Glendale, Arizona. I'm a little depressed about it. I'm a little depressed about it. I, I can see uh, State Farm from my backyard. I can literally look out and I can see it, which lets you know how close I am to the stadium as, in, you know, in, as far as proximity where I live. When you talk about traffic patterns, it sucks out here anyway. Right now, I don't want to leave my house for nothing. It's despicable, the type of traffic patterns and all the stuff that's happening right now is disgusting. But I'm excited for this weekend. I know the Buffalo Bills aren't there. We should have been there. We should have been there. Um, don't have to rehash old memories and old feelings at this point. But I think it's gonna. I think I think the Eagles are gonna take it. I think the Eagles are gonna take it. I don't. There's no hate for me on this. I, I'm not that person that's like, well, I don't want. Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, or whoever else to win prior to Josh. I think, you know, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Or I said it last week. You know, only one team wins the Super Bowl. So in essence, even if you make it to the Super Bowl and lose, thirty-one teams are disappointed at the end of the year. If my team is competitive, they're playing very well throughout the season. They're winning often. And they're and they're in the conversation at the end of the year. I'm I'm with that. Now, will I like for the football guys to smile on us once and for all and let us win a Super Bowl? Heck, heck, yeah, yeah. And I still want that. Absolutely, that's all I want. Give me one before I die. That's what I need. Give me a Super Bowl. But I'm also understanding of the fact that every year only one team can win it. Two teams can make it. One from each conference. This year just wasn't the year for the Bills and. I think if you're honest about a lot of things and you go back and you take a look at these things, then you understand that um, Josh Allen really did mask a lot of the issues that the team had. So when you're talking about, oh, yeah, but Spence, we have the number two offense in the league. We did. But we also did that because Josh Allen added a huge chunk of yards on in the rushing game. We did that because... Um, the long, I don't want to say this like it's a negative because it's not a negative. Josh Allen is very good at the deep ball. He's very good at big plays, plays over 20 yards. Very good at it. However, um, yardage and, and points scored and all that stuff, it matters when it's about those statistics, but it doesn't matter in one game samples. So if you're talking about through the whole season, yeah, you go out there and you throw these bombs and blah, blah. but when you're in the playoffs and you're playing against these teams that uh typically are the top six, seven teams in the conference, you're going to get better defense. You're going to have better players on both sides of the ball. You know, so 
I just don't want it to be where the only thing Josh is doing every year is leading somebody to a fantasy football championship because he has uh, the most deep passing yards. He also rushes for touchdowns and rushes for big yards. And like, I, I don't, I don't want that. Like forget your fantasy team. You get what I'm saying? Forget that. At some point I would like to see Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen evolve together, grow together and allow the offense to every single play take what the defense gives you. And I know it's so simple. It's a cliche that we talk about in every sport, really, basketball, football. You take what the defense gives you. But I'm going to just tell you, if Josh Allen, on a play-by-play basis, took what the defense gave him, he would win MVP every year. This isn't a hot take. This, to me, this, is, this, is, this should be common knowledge. He is a freak of nature when it comes to uh, being put together to play the game of football. There's been times in the past that I've compared him to LeBron James. He's... He's bigger than most quarterbacks that I remember in history. You know, maybe Culpepper, Big Ben, Cam Newton. Josh is built like that. He's in that mode of of big body players. But then now that he's gotten better as a passer, you put him in a category of um, some of the, the greats of all time because he can make throws that other people can't. You know, the the, the throw to John Brown on the sideline when John Brown had to reach out for it, when Josh was rolling to his right. Huge play. Huge play. There's so many plays I can think. I don't want to get into that because there's so many plays I could do throughout the season that would make you say, Josh is that dude. But yet, on fourth and two, instead of taking a four-yard completion to Dawson Knox to continue the drive, we throw a 40-yard pass to Gabriel Davis, who, by the way, this season led the team in drop percentages. Not that other guys don't drop the ball, but what I'm saying is take what the defense gives you. Gabe has made several big plays like that, so I'm not even saying don't target Gabe. We go back to the Pittsburgh game, and he absolutely ate their lunch, breakfast, and dinner. He ate everything that the the Pittsburgh Steelers was offering up. He ate it. You go back last year to that Chiefs game, Gabriel Davis ate it. So I'm not giving up on Davis. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I think Gabriel Davis is a very talented player. Very talented wide receiver. I just think that we need to get him involved in the offense in plays other than stretching the field. Let's get him involved in ways where, um, you know, maybe some five, 10-yard passes. (laughs) Maybe run some of those drag routes. Maybe sometimes switch things up on offense just to have fun with it. Line him up in a slot. Then switch Diggs in a slot. Beasley in a slot. Then put... Khalil Shakir needs more snaps. He needs more snaps. My guest of the evening, Naeem Hines, I need him to have more snaps. I need him to have more snaps. There's just a lot. There's just a lot about the way the game is played and the Buffalo Bills uh, conduct themselves on offense that it's fun to watch as a fan, but it's also frustrating to watch as a fan. Because, yeah, it's beautiful when Josh is, you know, coming out the game and he has three touchdowns, you know, 70 yards rushing and one on the ground. And then we also get a touchdown on our running backs. That's beautiful. But at this point, I'm actually getting to the point now, too, where I don't even care if it's the best offense in the league anymore. I don't care if we have the number one, top five, top two defense in the league anymore. What I care about is executing in the biggest game of the year. And when you're talking about the coaching staff, 
a lot of people were calling for McDermott's head, his job. People were calling for Frazier's job, even Ken Dorsey. I don't. I think that's a bit ridiculous. It's a bit much. But I need them to to coach better in the biggest moments of the year. You know, I don't care if we're if we're blowing out the Rams week one. It was fun to go to L.A. and see. It was so much fun. So much fun. But then when you lose the last game of the season at home against the Bengals, and now I'm seeing the Bengals have the same conversation that Bills fans had last year. Their fan base is saying the most important thing. Shout out to my man, um, what is it, Game One J. Shout out to my guy. He's one of the guys that, that's pushing that narrative and, and the content for, for the Bengals. Number one thing for the Bengals next year is to get the number one seed. There's a reason why teams want the number one seed. But for me, number one seed or not, you're playing at home in the playoffs, you score more than 10 points. You got Josh Allen, you score more than 10 points. I got jumped on the other day on Twitter because I was talking about, I think my, no, I don't think, Justice, my guy Justice was saying that for the, the Bengals to score what they scored in that game against the Chiefs, you know, is embarrassing for them to have the, the guys they have. And I made the same statement and some people got upset because I was talking about the Bills in the same way. But listen, all season, all season, the lowest point total for the Buffalo Bills was 19 points. The lowest total of the season for the Buffalo Bills was 19 points. If the Buffalo Bills had scored 19 points and we still lost that game where it was 19 to 24 or 19 to 27, I don't think I don't think we would have been as ticked off. Because at least the offense was doing something. But 10 points at home, divisional round. And then don't even get me started on the conversation about home field advantage in the playoffs with the cold and the snow. Build a damn dome. Build a damn dome. The Buffalo Bills looked lost in that game. We don't have to keep, let me move on. Cause I'm not even, I wasn't even supposed to be recapping the game. I was talking about pro bowl and the super bowl. All this other stuff. It's just upsetting. Cause I know that the Buffalo Bills were supposed to be here. I was supposed to be partying with Jordan this week. I'm supposed to give Naheem a, you know, like, hey, I wanted to meet him in person for the first time. I get to meet him tonight here on the show, but all those dudes were supposed to be out here. Dion was supposed, we were supposed to have a party. Big Griselda stuff. But man, Benny was supposed to be out here. Dion was supposed to be partying with him. I was supposed to be partying with them. That's what this weekend was supposed to be for me. Instead, I'll be sitting at home eating Picasso's pizza on my couch. <laughs> Look, let's move on. Uh, y'all don't listen to me rant about just random stuff enough for the last 15, 20 minutes. So I'm going to bring my guests in. Everybody knows him. Everybody's happy to see him. He is nigh him. He is him on special teams. He has been the answer to my prayers since Andre Roberts left this team. Let's get it degrees here this afternoon as Folt puts his foot into the ball it's going to be short fielded at the four by Hines coming straight up the middle to the 20 cuts it back at the 25 he's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40 50 down to the 40 35 
30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. Are you kidding me, Chris? They showed Josh Allen his arms on his head on the sideline. Sean McDermott, it appears, has tears rolling down his face. What a tribute to DeMar. This special teams unit, this kickoff return unit, set the tone for what today is going to be, and that's a celebration, a celebration of number three, DeMar Hamlin. And they started off just like that, running the opening kickoff, 96 yards. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited because – um, I've been everybody in Buffalo when we traded for this gentleman back at the trade deadline, everybody was excited for multiple reasons. I'm excited because um, I kind of have mul multiple ties. So like I I'm a Bills fan, but I lived in Indianapolis for, for a bit of time. So they were kind of like my second AFC team. So when this trade happened, I knew. I'm like, we got to get to like this dude got to get involved. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Mr. Naheem Hines joining me this morning. How's it going, bro? It's well, man. I'm uh, appreciative of having you on and a big fan of the show. So thank you. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I'm trying to trying to bring something different to the podcast community where we talk to the players and actually get, you know, some insight without it always having to be like, you know, well, what was this play like? And what was this like? Like, I just want to talk to y'all, get to know you a bit. And uh, it's been fun. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, with you being in Buffalo now, though, man, what was so the season's over? You, you were there since the trade deadline. So What's your first impressions now that, that you kind of have had some experience there? What's your impression of the city, the team, the fan base, just in general? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fan base, first off, best of the NFL, hands down. Bill's Mafia is unlike anything I've ever seen through all those things, helping us. First of all, bringing the energy every Sunday. Every game was was sold out loud. Uh, we There were players who got stuck in their driveways. They're helping us out of our driveways. Their fans just spent hours and hours of work just dedicating their time to a team they love so much. And I'll start there. And then Buffalo has been great. Uh, it's different. You know, obviously, I came from a dome team. So, you know, playing in the weather was, uh, you know, an adjustment. But it wasn't too bad. I mean, I guess cold games weren't that bad. And uh, truthfully, I just love the city. Love the city. Great environment. It's kind of like a college town. It kind of reminds me of where I'm kind of from, like where you drive around Buffalo. Like I'm from Garner, North Carolina. So when you drive around Garner, you see a bunch of like Garner High School uh, emblems, symbols everywhere. It's just like when you're on, you know, 210, 219, 5 or any of those things in Buffalo, you know, you see Buffalo Bills stuff everywhere. So it's nice. It's like a real college town vibe. And I love it there. Yeah. You know what? I think that's one of the reasons why um... – 
like when people come to Buffalo as a free agent, a lot of times or a free agent or a trade or however they come, typically, you know, they'll come into it not knowing much about it. And I've seen in the past previously where people didn't want to come to Buffalo and then they get there um, and then they fall in love. Like, for instance, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I don't know if you remember when Shady was traded to Buffalo from the Eagles. Yep. He, he he was not happy. <laughs> he was not happy, but then he fell in love with it, and now he loves the city of Buffalo. He loves the fan base, and it sounds like everybody um, kind of has a similar experience when they come. Let me ask you this, because um, like I just mentioned, a lot of people used to talk about Buffalo before, like before the draft when we got Josh and before Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Buffalo was like the NFL Siberia, like that, and that's actually what they used to call us. What, it is in your eyes well it's still cold like that but but what has changed as far as like buffalo being a destination spot for players now because it seems like now players want to come to buffalo winning winning solves a lot of things you get a great quarterback in there uh josh came in the same year as me so uh you know i played them my our rookie year together we beat them 38 to 5 two years later they knock us out in the wild card in the playoffs when you make mm-hmm. turn when you turn things around that fast such as uh sean and brandon have done People want to go there. Even when I got there, you know, the first thing I think about is the weather. Like, personally, in my opinion, I've played uh, all the cold places except Green Bay. But if you play Chicago, Green Bay, and Buffalo, those are three worst places you can play weather-wise. And outside of that, I told my dad, I was like, dang, dad, what do you think about the weather? And he just said, Naheem, think about it. All the players go there, but they always get players that want to come back. So I must say something about it. And now after being here, I see why the weather isn't too bad. You know, they have technology. We have tricks. And uh, the wind is what it is, but you get used to it and you practice in it every day. So we have a better advantage than the other guys across the field from us. So it's been great. And I love it there. Man, well, I'll tell you what, it's it's been refreshing for me as a fan because I remember when, you know, free agency used to hit and or even like you said, with the trade deadline and stuff like that, I, it, it would be times, man, where we would we would be clamped like we wanted so many guys to come to Buffalo and Buffalo used to overpay, you know, and it's like, we just, <laughs> so bad. It was so oh, man, bad. Look, man. I trust so me. I was, dude, I was hoping I could go to Buffalo. Like my agent was telling the teams during the trade deadline where he's like, Hey, now you might get traded. Blase, blase. He's like, yeah, Buffalo's on the team. I was just like, Buffalo, Buffalo, please. I want to play with Josh. I want to play that offense. So, you know, it goes, and I don't know, five years ago, nobody wanted to go there. It's just, that's how it is. Uh, and winning solves that great leadership and ownership solves that too, which we have here in Buffalo. That's that's dope, man, because even like I said, so getting you was a big deal. Now, again, we wanted you more involved in the offense, but, you know, getting you there, Vaughn came in free agency and again, like just people just talk about how they want to be there. It's just it's refreshing. But so let me ask you this, though, because Brandon Bean, is he mentioned a few times publicly that he's like had his eyes on you um, as like a, a trade piece. I guess they wanted to draft you, you know, like he Brandon Bean talks about you often in these interviews that I looked up. Um, how. How for you this this first year coming in? Do you think that as much as the team wanted you here, we didn't use you much in the offense? Do you think that had a lot to do with just like because of where like the time of season you came in and we were kind of already rolling, or um, you know special teams? We're going to talk about that in a second. But why why mm-hmm. do you think offensively you weren't as active um, as active of a role? I mean, man, I got there in what week? I got there. The Bills are seven and one, eight and one. So I got there nine weeks, eight weeks later. After, you know, four, you know, OTAs for nine weeks. So I missed nine weeks there. Then I missed another four weeks of training camp. That's 13 weeks. Then I missed another mm-hmm. eight weeks on top of that. So I'm 20 weeks behind. And, uh, you know, there's chemistry with the team. And also, too, when I get there, I have to learn a playbook. But also, too, they have to make plans for me. So, uh, you know, I'm very patient with that. But also, too, you know, it's just like, uh, truthfully, with the Bills, I know they've wanted me. I've even heard over the years they try to trade for me. So I'm at a place where I know I'm wanted. So uh, just knowing that 
is okay. And, uh, you know, I will always love the Colts. I appreciate everything, but you know, it's like dating, you know, you have a new girl. There's a girl that's been looking at me for a long time and, uh, I'm gonna give her a chance and opportunity yeah. to see how this works. I love it here. I wanted to be here. And, uh, Honestly, just uh, like you said, man, I think this is the chemistry, man. I think, and I'm truly in Buffalo, I believe everything that Sean and Brandon say, and they also talk about earning the right to play here. And that's what I plan on doing. Uh, obviously, I made, I tried to make the most of what I was given. And uh, in life, sometimes you may not get everything you want, but that's what, that's how life's supposed to work. You go back and work for it. So I have a whole chance now to get my bearings, know the plays, have a whole offseason under my belt, learn the checks. So I have to look at Josh crazy sometimes, and like, like he's talking gibberish. And uh, I'm excited for that. So uh, that's what I'm really thinking about. Uh, although, you know, I wasn't used how I wanted to be offensively and everybody talked about it. I mean, it's, it's not Madden. You don't just go plug and play. That offense right. is very complicated. And then those guys who work 24 weeks that I missed, they've made plans 24 weeks without me. And now I'm just in there. So, uh, that's really how I feel about it. And I'm going to earn the right play. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going there and work my butt off, and I'm going to earn the opportunity to touch the ball more and be a great teammate. Well, no, we're going to see it, and I already know. Um, I talk I talk frequently about how uh, you you were a compliment to Jonathan Taylor and, like, the talent that <laughs> – Oh, my God. I mean, it, it, it jumps off the screen, though, man. Like, obviously, everybody knows JT. Like, we know what type of player he is. But, man, when you, when you stepped in – it really like there wasn't no drop off in a way. And I, I think that's why a lot of Colts fans were were disappointed that you were traded. They were happy for you, but disappointed like, man, like, uh, you know, so. So I guess my question now is um, not in comparison to players or, you know, I don't want to do that. But um, in Indianapolis, being there with, with JT and now coming to Buffalo and you were with Devin and you were with James as a rookie. Um, what do you. What, what were the biggest differences outside of like the scheme for you, you know, but like the, the, the running backs room in general, um, yeah. Indy, Indy just seemed like it had a little bit more of a pot. Now the run game was focused on more out there, obviously. Yeah. It was focused on way more. So I think, uh, yeah, yeah so I, I, I mean, I like, I think the schemes are a little bit different. I mean, I think Buffalo's run schemes are different. I think they fit a little bit better than Indy's, but, uh, Indy has a great scheme, too. They have a great line. And even the linemen are different. Like, you know, Indy, like, they're more a little bit more downhill. They got those big guys like Quinn. We lean on them. You know, we guys, we have guys like Mitch Morris at, at center who can pull around. So when you have different yeah. things like that in Buffalo, you have different types of runs. And they're, uh, I think both teams match their personnel well. So uh, that's what I personally think. And, you know, going from, you know, Jonathan Taylor to, you know, Devin, it's kind of cool, you know. And, and the crazy thing is I'm older than all those guys. So, like, even Devin, like, <laughs> I always thought Devin was a pretty good player and then I actually got to work with him. And I, I think he's a lot better than even he's even given credit for. And I see why he's even called motor is motor because that's what he is. He's a grinder. Like he's not the biggest, fastest, strongest, and he's a very, very strong guy, you know, and he's, he's not the guy who ran the four, three forty like myself, that man just get it done. And that's what I respect about him. He runs hard. And even though he's like 200 pounds, he weighs like, he runs like he's 215. He runs behind his pads. A great player. And uh, Jonathan just yeah. watched him, you know, mature. And, you know, mature over the, you know, because when Jonathan got there, I was a rookie. Oh, well, he was a rookie, and I was two years older than him. So, uh, watching him grow into the player he has, and even watching him grow, his confidence has been amazing. And James Cook, don't even get me started about James Cook, man. Everything about him is amazing, man. He's a, he's a great player, and for him to even be a rookie, he's very, very calm, cool, collected. He doesn't get rattled. And, shoot, everything, he's a clone, man. Him and his brother, like, he looked just like his brother. Like, he runs like his brother. It's amazing. And I, I'm a big fan of his brother. Watched him all these years, but – uh. I think James Cook has a really bright future in this league, too. So I've been around some great guys, and uh, those guys have all pushed me, and I think we've all learned things from each other to make all, each, all of us better players. Man, I'm so looking forward to, to the continued – like, just to see how he evolves. 
the evolution of James Cook. Because he, like you said, he to me, I look at him and I see a lot of similarities. And then I, obviously I can see the things that people say are different between him and his brother. But Yeah, and it, I feel like know, his, his potential is untapped, untapped too, though. Because like even in Georgia, yeah. think about it. In Georgia, he didn't really start. So it was like he didn't really – you never saw him really get like 20 carries a game, 15 carries right. a game, which I, which I think he can do and handle well even in the NFL. So it's like even for him, I feel like he's great. But it's like we haven't even seen – the most of him because he just hasn't been in that role to have those 20 carry five, six catch games, which I think he's capable of. I think, I think, I think the combination of running backs that we have get you more involved, hopefully. And I've been saying this too, hopefully we can get motor back. I I think motor runs bigger than he is. He's, um, he's a short guy, but he's, he's like you mentioned, he's strong. He finishes plays, man. Like I've never seen a guy too, like, man, he'll juke you he, out too, he, man. He puts some dudes down. I don't know if this that is like what y'all call it as a running back. Yeah, I was about to say the dead leg. I think he got the sickest yeah. dead leg in the league. In the league, <laughs> yes. man. Insane. Yeah, in Chicago, insane. he put a couple so, of guys down. <laughs> it's just insane. Like, I, I'm trying to think of the one play where he actually – he literally just – he stopped and, like, three people went flying. And it was just like, yo, it's insane. So – but, yeah, I can't wait. I want to see how that running back's room uh, kind of continues to grow together and evolve. And, like I said, hopefully we can bring bring uh, Motor back. But So now l- let's talk a little bit, like, specifically about, about your role now. So, like, this past season they had you in special teams, which I don't know if um, if, if you at all heard because I know you mentioned that you, you, you're a fan of the show and everything. Man, I when I tell you I have prayed for you, like, you have been – my you have been my deliverance from from hell on special teams since we got rid of Andre Roberts. And I'm, I'm saying that with respect because I do love everybody on the team. But there were moments where special teams punt returns, kick returns. I would literally hold my breath every single time a punt like we were back to, to it, 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 man, it hurt. It hurt. So thank you. You are a beast back there, bro. Like, so let's <laughs> talk you. about that, that, that play. So obviously the season finale, the Patriots, um, it, we are know we are new to seeing Demar after witnessing what happened with Demar in Cincinnati. We all knew the energy in Buffalo was going to be crazy. Um, first, walk walk me through just like the emotions of that first play, like walking on the field, knowing that the kickoff is coming, and then for it to happen like that. Just kind of like walk me, and I'm sure you've given this answer fifty thousand times already, but kind of just walk well, me through well, how like that whole thing played I mean, out for you. I, I mean, I was back there and I was ready, and uh, you know the return we actually had called. We ran it on them earlier that year in the Thursday night game, and I had space. It looked the same type of return. The backside guy tackled me, and actually, he was actually a really, really great player. And actually, that game he was hurt too, so uh, which is even more interesting. But I just remember catching the ball and looking down and just seeing space. And then once I just broke outside, I, I just knew it was me versus them, and I'm, I'm taking me every time. So uh, it was really amazing. I feel like nobody was ready for the play other than myself and uh, those ten other guys out there. Those ten other guys, I've been so close, like this close all year. And those guys, ever since day one, when I've gotten there, Coach uh, Matthew Smiley's head special teams coach, and all those guys have believed in me. Like when I first got there, those guys, the guys who I played against, like uh, uh, Tyler Maticavich, you know, Taiwan Jones, our leaders, Saran Neal, they're like, "Are you returning this week?" And I told them, "Yeah." And they were excited. So uh, it feels, you know, how it is, man. When you have people that believe in you and trust you, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I felt about that. So every time I'm back there, I know if I get a little bit of space, I can go. And that's why I even tell them. I told them they don't even have to hold on long. Give me about two seconds. I'm fast, and I can get through there. That's all I tell them. And those guys, I just remember just running through and hearing the crowd, my ears going deaf, jumping in the crowd, man. And it was it's probably the honestly, that was the best day of my life so far. It was it was amazing. Man, two returns and um <laughs> and then it's just wow. The way so the way they obviously, you know, the 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 
the way the media and I'm part of the media now, so the way we talk about it, it's it's a little crazy because it's like, okay, this hasn't happened for three years and three months, and you know, like just the the three, the theme of three and everything that that was happening with Demar. Um, it was such an emotional moment for so I know I heard what Josh said about how for him it was like a spiritual moment McDermott but after the game when you had a chance to kind of reflect on that in in light of what happened with DeMar like you know how did you kind of put all that into focus you know even with that I mean I think that's why I'm here like I believe I'm here I've always believed I was a player who was that spark plug and uh, I pride myself on being that guy that when the team needs you most being there so that first play of the game wasn't even the play I was excited about it was the second one when we're down you know we had some momentum we lost it Offense is struggling. Now we're down. Boom, another kickoff return. And that's really just what I think about. Even just like the funniest thing is I was talking to our, our team psychologist. She always just checks on me, especially since I've been there. You know, moving in the middle of the season is tough. You know, obviously the offensive role wasn't, you know, I mean, I got my touches and I had to learn the playbook, which is hard. So, like, you know, even myself, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I fit in. And, you know, that's the one place where I felt like I was fitting in was kickoff return, punt return, and things like that. So uh, that was why I was here. I was here for that play. I was here to, you know, ignite hope and pride and joy because I feel like that play wasn't just a football play that was a play for our whole community there were things that happened before I got there mm-hmm. and uh, since I got there you know we had the snow two snowstorms Demar, and I think I was brought there just somebody new who's never been there to just bring joy hope and I hope that's what the Lord used me for and hopefully you know with all the things that happened with Demar, there's things I've never seen people on ESPN praying like taking a second to pray I've Man. never seen that so uh yeah it was powerful you know like just everything if he was on CNN this is something I've never seen the whole world focus on something and for me to be that person, you know, bring us some a little bit of hope and joy. I feel like that play wasn't just for me, but that was for Buffalo, and just showing everybody what God can do. It was unreal. It was unreal, <laughs> and 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 then, like I said, for it to be two in the game when you know, and you know, even not just in Buffalo, it's it's a rare thing for a kickoff return like that. So for you to get two in the same game, and it it, it was just man, it's amazing. So just so you know, I I, I am uh, as far as special teams are concerned, you are talking to your biggest fan and supporter i mean man we gotta look we gotta get to the pro bowler all pro man look I, look i always have those two returns too late in the year it's week 17 18 i need to uh, yeah. do that early in the year so i'm excited for you that i'm that? excited for the opportunity too man those guys i'm telling you those guys block they block really well for me well you're gonna do that though you're gonna you're gonna get there with the last pro bowl returner we had was andre roberts who i mentioned a, a moment ago we're Big gonna do it again we're gonna do it again with naheem hines it's happening pro bowl and all pro is <laughs> happening so i got two last questions for you man and then we'll we'll uh, roll up out of here you mentioned the pro bowl so this past weekend we had the pro bowl with a whole new um format a lot of different things flag football game this seems to be split you know we heard uh josh jacobs say man this this shit is horrible you know but then we have other side of things where people are happy about it how did you uh view the pro bowl format do you do, are you a fan of it uh I watched, I didn't watch all of it, but from what I saw, it looked fun. I mean, I think it's really just based on the guys. The guys buy into it. I think it's fun, but really, I can understand how America does not want to, you know, want this to go on, but it's just like us. Like, think about it. Like, you work, we work 20 something weeks straight. And then for Mm -hmm. us to honor ourselves and our great season, after the two weeks later, we got to play in another game. So it's just like, you know, and obviously people don't understand how, like, people don't understand how much that goes on the body, even if it's a Pro Bowl. But guys are competitive. But I actually like the format. I hope to go one day and I hope to do the best catch, do some crazy flips or something, and play dodgeball. But I think it's really just uh, – I think it's good for the sport, and I think uh, we'll figure it out over time. But uh, 
think you just have to stick with it and go with it. Or if not, you have to, people might just cancel it. But I like the honor of the Pro Bowl. I like all those guys being on the field at the same time. And uh, I think they should just try another year or just kind of just take surveys and see what happens. Yeah, I want them to bring back the, the quarterback challenge, though. Like, the arm, yes. the distance. And the fastest I man challenge. That. Like, the 2000, the 2000s, like, yeah. Wilson Singo, C-Smith. Yeah, they need to – and even the uh, one where they drop the drone. The drone drops the ball. Like, they need to do all that. And those. that fastest man, that fastest man, when you talk about, man, Tariq Hill thinks he's the fastest in the league around everybody. And I just – part of me feels like we got a couple guys on the roster that don't get love for speed. People I'm sleep on Taiwan Jones. I'm going to leave that alone. You are he's definitely fast, one of them. Dude. So I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So uh, last one out of here, man, uh, this this weekend coming up, y'all was supposed to be out here in Glendale. I'm just saying, y'all was supposed to be here. But we got two good teams in the Super Bowl. Um, if you had to take your pick right now, or, or how do you feel like this game is going to play out? It just depends on Kansas City Health. They had some guys get hurt last game. So uh, I think the Eagles have a great defense and a healthier team, but – Man, when you playing against 15, you never know. <laughs> Truthfully, it yeah. doesn't matter who's on that team. I feel like you could put my sister out there in Kansas City and my mom in the slot, and I think they could open somehow. He'll get him the ball. So, uh, But, you know, I have a lot of respect for Nick Sirianni. You know, that was my guy in Indy. So uh, I'm pulling for Philly. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of good friends on Philly, and uh, I hope that Nick's doing well. You know, I've been following him, and he was a big – he helped me in my career a lot, truthfully, in Indy those three years. So uh, I, I'm hoping uh, Philly has a great game. But I want to see a great game, and – uh I'm never going to be mad if I see Patty win one. I mean, I'm really kind of split. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play, but uh, I really hope my guy Nick Sirianni and them can pull it out. Okay. Well, yeah, I, it's, it's tough for me. So it's when you're a fan of football and you watch Patrick Mahomes play, it's just like, this dude is incredible. You know, yeah, like you just, <laughs> you just enjoy it. Yeah, you just enjoy it. Like, you know, but then obviously as a Bills fan, it's like, man, I don't want Kansas City and I don't want – but I, I think I'm kind of – I'm growing to the point where I'm kind of like you where it's like, you know, there's certain people I root for. I want those guys yeah. to perform well. Certain coaches I want to see um, meet their life goals and do certain things like that. So, so yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of on the same page as you there, man. But listen, I appreciate every you know every moment you've spent with me. Um, is there anything you got going on, like any charity efforts or just anything that you want to highlight before we get on out of here? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I actually resigned for my third year as a national spokesperson of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And I'm super excited about that for people who don't know the Muscular Dystrophy Association. It supports muscular dystrophy, which is a degenerative uh, muscle disease. So basically, your, your, your muscles actually just wither away. And uh, just to raise awareness for that and use my platform in the NFL has been an amazing thing. And uh, to find more about that, you can go to mda.org and you can learn more. It's 40 different types. ALS is one of them. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are affected by that. If you, and you don't even know it unless you do the research. So uh Hopefully you can join my fight and just learn more about it and just raising awareness and just knowing about it is enough. And um, I, that's, I can't stress that enough. Just educate yourself. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have that in the comments here or in the um, in the description. So that way, if you are like me and you're lazy and need a link, just go ahead and click the link. <laughs> and if there's any way to show to support Naheem, man, we're going to do it. So, uh, Naheem, good luck this offseason. Good luck going into next season. Uh, I hope to see you in Buffalo for for years to come. I mean that, like you, you are so that too. guy for me. And, and <laughs> hey, and 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 you know what? And I also want to say I normally don't do this. Your guys, Jeremy and and everybody that represents you, they're they're so so top notch, top notch, man. They they respond <laughs> right away. They shout out to my dad. Honestly, 
I, I like them, but my dad picked them for me. My dad knew, so shout out to my pops for that. Has a good guidance. Well, shout out to pops. Shout out to pops because because you'll be shocked how difficult sometimes it is to maintain communication or to get things done. So I just wanted to thank them publicly as well. And hey, you have a good time this this off season. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your family. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how I do it here with the code of conduct over at Buffalo Rumblings. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today